Episode 39 of A Beer with Sam and Peter. Yep. I'm Sam. He's Peter. Yep. And, and he's Chris. And, he's and I'm Chris. I'm oh, Chris. I'm ready. It's a, special, it's a special episode today. We've got we're gonna have mate Chris on again. Yeah, we're shut out of a cannon. I'm 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 liking it. We're gonna be it's gonna be a good one, fellas. It's gonna Don't be a great think? one. It's always gonna be a great one when should we mention the time? Yes. So oh, yeah, it's about... And, and uh, what we're doing. It's, it's quarter to ten it's, in the morning. It's four so, o'clock somewhere. It's not right. Um, and we're drinking uh, the Breakfast of Champions. Foster's. Australia's greatest. Foster's... Uh, Foster's classic. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we're going to get right into it and start drinking the beer right away because... It's who can't, cold. Like, we can't delay getting this... Drunk down into our gullet. I mean, it's part of every Australian's nutritional breakfast. Fosters, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's probably, our Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull actually makes it. It's, for, it's, for anyone in, in the USA, I think it's important that we make this clear that this is the first time I'm drinking. I've had frost. I've had Fosters. Oh, have I've had, had Fosters before. I've had Fosters before. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Sam. It's like a mandated thing. I drink thing it with my cereal, my cornflakes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, t- I turned 18 and I. And I woke up with a can of Foster's in I was my hand. Born, I was born with the umbilical cord not attached to some sort of sausage. <laughs> but attached to a tinny. <laughs> to a tinny of <laughs> That's what it is. Let's um, have a try. I feel like we should have uh, also had a bowl of cornflakes or something with Foster's. It's interesting. Foster's yeah. cornflakes? I Foster's cornflakes. Just, I just double just down. Have you ever had cornflakes with just fucking water? Because that's what it would be like. Have you ever had any cereal no, with I've water instead of milk? No, but I've had with beer. Because we all, we all tried it at some point. Uh, because there's a big legend, there's a bit of a legendary story in my family where my uncle Ian went to Fraser Island for a week and a half. Shout out to Sam's family. Shout out to my family. You're probably half of the listeners. <laughs> and, uh, keeping he, us strong. Keeping us going. Keeping Australia, us supported. In true Australian style, he decided that he would cut out all liquids, including water, other than beer. Okay. And he made it the week and a half. So he had beer in his Coca Pops, I think it was, not Frosty's beer in his That sounds like, worse. You know yeah. what? You need you need that beer that um what is it, the the Germans were making that has electrolytes in it? Oh when yeah, the, to, the, the, um, the uh, bloody Erdinger, yeah, Erdinger light beer. And then yeah. you could do that, just probably beer to beer to beer. He was pretty swapping at the end. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a bad time. We got back on the he got back on the barge and he had like he's like water. cheekbones were sunken and yeah, <laughs> his body looks like a Cause, dried cause prune. Beer doesn't really oh. hydrate you. No, no. it does. I it don't in think fact it does, no. dehydrates. I, you. I am thirsty right now. So, this is good, but I know it's not good. It's a good beer. You know what? It's not that bad. No, it's not. It's a good beer to drink when you are thirsty, I think, because it's like, it's not very strong. In the same vein of like 4X, it's the kind of beer that you could very easily chug. Yeah. That's not what I want to think about at almost 10. I mean, mean, it's it's kind of, it's your run-of-the-mill Australian lager. You absolute... (laughs) What are you talking about? It's not. It's an it, audio podcast. It's, that an, can't it's see an audio that, podcast, that but you, you tapped said. the you tapped the mic stand. You're fine, mate. Um, you guys are so mean to you. What I, will, what I will say about this beer is that it's like it's it's okay. It's got that. You need to be close to the mic, Sam. It's got that same forex aftertaste. 
He's like, fine. You can see him talking. Yeah, it's fine. He's got that same forex aftertaste. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. What? <laughs> you know, I'm only human, Peter. Yeah. No, it's fine. If you, you guys notice that, you know, when you drink forex, there's something at the end that just lets you know that you've tried to save money today by, by buying this. It's like that taste in the back of your mouth. It's that yeah. taste that makes you feel like a queen. You honestly don't that. notice that? I think it might Drink, have, sink in the Milton mangoes. I think it might have something to do with the can. I think it might just be like an aluminium taste. Oh, actually, no, I am kind of, yeah, but that I'm aftertaste not. of like cheap beer. We need to drink a not, good beer. Not that out of this can. is really all that cheap beer because, uh, contrary to popular international belief, you can't actually usually buy Fosters in Australia. Well, it's yeah. kind of like buying what? Willy Wonka stuff or something, you know? Like it's, it's like a. Or Bubba Gump shrimp. It's like a brand. It's not really just like it exists in the world, but it's well, no, it's it a ex- brand it from exists, like a Foster's. Foster's exists in the world. It just doesn't really exist in Australia. So yeah. like Foster, when I was living in England, um, go down to the local pub and you could always buy Foster's. It would be the shitty cheap beer on tap. It's got a kangaroo on the fucking front of it. Man. Yeah, it's like the Australian beer that people think that we drink in Australia. But we don't. You can never actually find. Is this like a drop? How did that become a thing? Yeah, I don't know. know. It, it's, it was definitely like the Australian that... export beer. It'd be. It's like Corona. You can, I'm sure they don't actually drink Corona in Mexico, but they should. But that's a good beer. It's an alright beer. Um, I haven't had Corona in ages. Oh, it's good with lime. But uh, the, I, all I could think of was that Simpsons episode, the the booting. <laughs> yeah, that's all I could think of the whole time. Why don't we have? We need to consult the prime minister. Well, there's a few people. Mr. Prime Minister! Well, we've got that pseudo-English accent. Floating the lilo with the big big belly. How's it going, lads? Yeah. <laughs> with the fosses in his hand, I think. Sounding like yeah. fucking Vinnie Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than anyone Australian. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh. that moment where they just drop into like ridgery didgery sounds? Yeah. <laughs> they just drop them like in between words and that's the Australian accent. <laughs> that, that, that. I gave him $16 e-dues. I <laughs> I would have called him Chaz Wazzers. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Chaz Wazzers. Yeah. We call them bullfrogs because that's completely yeah. alien to yeah. the Australian. Jesus. I would have called him Chaz Wazzers. We don't have bulls. We don't have frogs. <laughs> what are these alien animals? We just have marsupials. We do. Yes. We have things with pouches. I, I was doing a... um, a, It was like uh, Indigenous Day or just a theme that we had one day at work. And... um. Work, of course, being childcare center. Yeah, and it was it was really really good, and no one no one could identify like a qual, including the including the like adults. What I think I, I thought like, quals went viral because like everyone can take selfies with them and they're super. Well, I just they thought always like, smile. Yeah, I just thought they're it's like, like a, a smiling like in Australia. You should. Know. I remember that. Yeah, I remember like I don't know. I feel like it's not that you can just go to a zoo. It's a, and it's a weird name and it's not that sort of distinct. It's got those little white spots on it. Yeah, I know, but little qual. Evidently, Sam, this is one of those things where just you kind of know and assume everybody else knows, but actually they don't. Actually, that's you my know life. I should, that's, yeah. Everything is that thing. Have you yeah. ever seen a bilby? Like, have you ever seen oh, a bilby? Yeah. It's really it's yeah. difficult to see them because they're really yeah. shy, but yeah. yeah, they're beautiful. They're yeah. actually kind of... Gr- I don't think they're that cute... There he is. They're cute. Got, they're cute in chocolate form. They've got like batty. Like they they remind what? me of like a big bat. Where are the chocolate bilbies? What for Easter and stuff? 
This is a big. This is gonna be a big educational thing where we realize none of us are very <laughs> in some way. No, but like we like, do, so like we Cad- do Cadbury does like dairy milk bilbies. Yeah, and it's as like, opposed to little Easter. Yeah, ones. well, listen Easter, here, Easter bilbies. Listen here, do I don't the- subscribe to that commercialist jargon. Well, mate. all the money that goes to I just eat bunnies. What do you subscribe to, Cobbler? Uh, I subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and <laughs> iTunes now. Yeah! Facebook.com slash Beer That's pretty good. Actually, right on Instagram as well. Follow Instagram. Ooh, I'm really yeah, glad that yeah. Chris is here. Um, I'm, I'm glad that I'm here too. In general. But yeah, also because... I'm not so sold. Yeah. Also because... I gave you a lift here. You're That's also true. subscribed to Ear Biscuits. I am. Something that the, the, the Peter isn't really into as much. And I needed someone to talk to about the fact that Ear Biscuits is back. Mate... Have you, have you listened to I it? I haven't, but I've seen the advertising for it, and it's pretty. It's, it's good. Pretty great. It's good to have a bank of things to listen to when you need it. Like yeah. if I'm, I don't know, at work or playing video games or something. Yeah. So si- since the last time uh, Chris was on the podcast, you have now got a full time big boy I teacher do. job. I have all the way out in, which is like an eight hour drive. So it'd be good to have well, like a heap of podcasts to listen see, to. Now that, you've, that. now that you've said the name of the place, not only can I talk shit about it, but you also know which place I work at now because there's only three schools oh, yeah, in town. Yeah, he works in. He works in. I work. I work in a place about, and it's like as. Mm, see, I don't know how outback I am because um, it's a highway. I mean, town, you don't, it is a highway town. There is like red soil and kangaroos everywhere. There are wild pigs and emus and wallabies. What's the things they grow up there? It's joeys. Cotton uh, is what the millionaires make. Um, it is the ice capital of Queensland. We can check. No, I, they, I believe. I don't know. I, I think Google they get ships there or something. List. For whatever reason, it's it's the ice capital. How it's about it's about half, if not maybe a bit more than half, indigenous. So I teach a very a pretty sizable portion of indigenous students. This might be too morbid. But have you seen us? Have I seen no. No. Like say. it's not visible. Have you? I don't think no, so. No, you never you never come across that aspect of the town in town. It's a perfectly lovely normal town. It's like a homely com- country yeah, town. It, yeah, it's literally like to get from one side of town. So I live right next to um I live right next to the high school because welcome to country Australia where um, everything's everything's next, to everything. next to everything, yeah. um, or rural Australia, I should say. Um, so I live next to the high school, and the high school marks like the start of town, more or less. Like you drive in from the highway, and the first thing you see is the high school, um, and I live next to that. And one of the other teachers, one of my mates, lives on the other side of town, and it's, it's about three k's. To his house. That's so, about the the length of the town. Right. It's you, it is small. But you'd be walking that, right? You'd be getting a bit fit. Yeah, yeah, I walk that. Um, yeah, and it's like a twenty minute walk. That's yeah. that's the town. It's like a twenty minute walk. Whereas a twenty minute walk here, you'd get from one suburb to maybe two suburbs across. You would, you'd just be in the same suburb, I think. Maybe even in the same. My house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some suburbs you'd be in the same. So yeah, yeah, I am working as a teacher. And it's interesting. I'm still not... Yeah. I was saying to Peter before the podcast, I'm still not sure if I'm, like... If, if I'm in, technically an adult or, like, I if mean, it's an adult... I mean, you... It de- is. I feel I like suppose. this definitely is. What do you think like, constitutes you, being an adult? Huh? 
What do you think? What do you guys think? Uh, okay, okay. so I think I think there's a bunch of I'm there's a bunch paying of things. my taxes. I'm paying rent and yeah, electricity paying, and all my bills. Taxes. My medical insurance. My car. Not, insurance. not living with your parents anymore. Yeah. Although that's not necessary. That's like nah. part of it, but it's not necessarily. I just think it's not one of the like make or break type things. I think in our generation, it's it's definitely not necessary. Yeah, our um, generation is pretty different. Uh, having working full time, definitely adult working full time. Yeah. Um. I am working full time, but the holidays are great. Like I've oh, yeah, been on holiday for like, holidays. for like sixteen days or oh something at this point, and it's just like it's ah, uh, it's weird. Like yeah. I worked my butt off for the ten week first term, and then it's just like oh, now I get all these holidays, so I've kind of let my guard down. So I've got to when I go back to back home, I've got to get ready, get ready for the new term yeah. plan. I think that's really ready important. To educate the kids. Teachers get that time off as well because it's like, I, I, there's something really nice about the fact that school makes like puts puts your teacher in almost the same position as you. Like I feel like if yeah. you're a teacher, you still sort of feel like you're you're at school or you're going to school. Like you you you're here to the same timetable basically, and you have the same restrictions as in well you can't leave. You know, like it's, well, it's some kind of thing. I don't know how it's, <laughs> If it, you have a spare, people do just go into town to get lunch or something like it that. It used to be the case that like everybody who worked at pay offices, you know, when you when you got a pay packet or you got something where you needed to go somewhere to get the money, everyone would hate teachers. Um, and teachers would hate them because they they were they were like one of the small groups that couldn't go and cash that in a time when like the bank was open when they used to close. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh. Same, same thing with like nurses as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always say that teachers are like kind of oh geez, maybe I don't want to say this could be a controversial opinion, but teachers are kinda of hard done by just because the the amount of extra work that goes into teaching. Like yeah. people look at teaching and they say First of all, you get you know, off at three. Like, yeah, you get off at three and yeah. it's like six hours. You arrive at school, teach, 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 and you're done. You can go home at three. But like how do you think that we teach like you have to plan yeah you have to prepare resources you have to print out you have to do assignment marking all this jazz and adds up to probably like 20 hours of overtime now you can not do probably that probably more and i think that's where that comes from like yeah apart you could from, not do that apart yeah. from marking you could be really shitty and not do any of the rest of that stuff and i think any anybody who's heard like that timetable thing from a teacher is talking to a really shitty one yeah <laughs> the good ones well, i was gonna say I think even if like teachers are hard done by the the profession that I absolutely respect like and reckon needs even more credit is nursing. Shout yeah. out to all the nurses because that's that's giving you shout out all over the place. I know. I, I, I mean, like you say, teaching gets hard done by, but I mean that's just kind of like that's what full time work is 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 all yeah, those extra weird. hours. It's, like it is very strange. Like I'm only twenty two, turning twenty three, mm. and I'm teaching. As old as eighteen-year-olds, yeah, not who sometimes much. look like they, at least that some of them you. look like twenty-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, can they? Can some of them like grow better beards? Yeah. Oh, anyone can grow a better beard than me. Um, <laughs> except, except this guy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's really strange. I don't think I personally had any young-ish teachers teachers that young in school. Oh, uh, I had one. We we did. We good. we had kind of youngish, but I don't know if that, like this as young as we. I are. think it's tough to get. I think I think it's just where we went to school. That's probably. true. That's true. It's the harder like selection, but yeah, yeah no. So it is. It is a little strange. 
But it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I wanted to teach since I was 10, and I just... Yeah. I never changed. So I went and got my piece of paper from uni. What a fun time that was. Yeah. And, um, yeah, adult life. It's all happening. It's been really good so far. How much much help do you think you got getting that piece of paper? What do you mean? Is it um, something you couldn't have done this job without? Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, right, right, right. Um, well, I can't. Like, how, do you on, would, on like a daily basis do you have a problem with someone in the classroom and think like, ah, oh, this is? A I think it I'm works like. different for other people. I'm very my classroom attitude is like my attitude all the time, which is I'm a very laid back to the point of incredibly lazy. If I'm being honest, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a good way. To I learn. prepare my lessons well. It's just. Uh, or at least I think I do for first year, obviously. But me in class is, yeah, I remember a bit of the sort of theories and, and ideas from uni, but it really is like the most important thing about teaching is go into a classroom. Because if you're not comfortable with 20 to 30 students yeah, or you know, 15 to 30 students looking to you and some of them trying to push your buttons, some of them just trying to learn, some of them who don't want to be there, and some of them who are just going to fall asleep on the desk. If you're not ready to, like, face that and work with them, then, like, obviously you should figure out that that's not, it's not what you should be doing. Yeah. So, yeah, the most important thing, I think, is just to, like, on your first prac or whenever you go on prac, you just kind of, you use what you learn, but you kind of figure out how it works for you. So I know, for instance, that I'm like very laissez-faire. Like if my kids are acting up, I'll just kind of give them the silent treatment, you know, for however long it takes until they're ready to learn. Because uh, I think the other thing about like a country school, geez, this is like the adult podcast all of a sudden. This is not movies or TV at all. But country school, like basically to like wrap it up, I suppose. um, And especially with like indigenous kids, they're not, as used to being in a classroom, like being told to just sit down and be quiet. These are kids that lo- they're, they're country kids. They love to be out and go shooting or motorbiking or repairing their mum and dad's cars and motorbikes. Like they're very hands-on, super tactile people. Like they love to be active. They love to get on their bikes and just ride around together. So getting them in a classroom, it can be really, really difficult. So you have to, you do like use what you learned at uni but at the same time it's just about getting to know them and it's just about kind of building a relationship and figuring out what works and what doesn't as you're on the job so like uni informs you but the actual practice is what gets you through each day and helps you improve and stuff okay yeah it's been really good so far so adult job i think i think that's that's the kind of thing that is true about a lot of degrees in that it's sort of you learn a lot of things in your degree, but it doesn't necessarily directly apply to your job. It's more of the like thinking skills and, and sort of soft skills that you learn from, you, from your degree that are actually important. So for you, it would have been the stuff that you did on practical about like behavior management and how to yeah, plan behavior and, and classroom sort of management thing. and planning and all that. For yeah. me with my job doing engineering stuff, it's like, it's not necessarily about the specific Oh, learning the three the laws of thermodynamics and learning about chemistry. And, you're not you're not like and, you've done, you don't have your notebook out. And you're doing formulas. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, we do have to do I mean, that sort do, of stuff sometimes, like, but it's more about the, the, the complex yeah. problem solving skills that you learn and the ability to get up and present, um, and and the ability to talk about technical. 
problems in a succinct and informative way and that sort of thing. And the ability to navigate the landscape is the other thing that I don't think you'd learn. Like the idea that like, no, you didn't get a class where someone was explaining how to deal with the situation if you're... Uh, you know, your boss has asked you to do something with a work colleague and, and, and you two have gone off and done it and you did all the work and he said he did it. And no one's no one's told you, like, how to correctly bring that up. If you should bring... You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing, I think, is a lot of actually... In terms of, like, office work, at least, is, like, a lot of your, your day is just dealing with people. Yeah. Thinking about who you can speak to candidly, who you can't. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And like that's almost all your day. And then then those small parts of it are using your uni degree when you need to work something out. And then it's basically like using your degree and your knowledge like a calculator, right? You're just like a tool. You just go, you do your thing once you get the number, then you go out and you have to speak to someone again. And that's all of your work. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It it has been an interesting experience. We're just about to go back to term two for 11 weeks or something. And uh, Yeah. yeah, get back into it. Do some drama, do some... Manual arts, which is, if you know me, is hilarious, but <laughs> kids are in good hands. Um, I did some manual arts at work the other day. Yeah, do some, what else? Do some no, personal development, some professional development with them. You know, make sure that they're all good on how to write resumes and what taxes are and all that sort of practical stuff. Have you been accidentally really called dad? No. I got, I got called dad twice, uh, two days ago. <laughs> and, you have uh, younger kids yeah that's true I, I have younger kids and it was doing something dadish. it was it was more special than I thought it was going to be and I was like oh I see I see I could go and do something relatively man like and have my son with me and have your have your little and, minion that's your what I get helper. out of it yeah your little that and I get to you know continue to Propagate the species. and play games and watch kids' shows and stuff. Propagate the species. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's why people have children. I'm going to say <laughs> frustrate live, but... You have know. a propagate. <laughs> no, I want, I, want, I want kids, but I'll, I'll wait. I've yeah. heard the three things to leading a successful life. Pretty simple. You just get educated, at least finish grade 12, and then don't have kids until after you're married. Marry late. Well, don't marry late, but marry, when you're you know, in, later. When you can afford to marry. Yeah. And third thing is get a job. <laughs> <laughs> what? And on to the next segment. <laughs> well, after we've just been that adults. Was the, that, was the, that was the edit point Talked right about, there. Yeah, children I, that things. was the capital W well. Yeah. yeah. I really felt like we need to bring the podcast to a screeching halt and move on. Oh, no, to, I know. This is, this I, is, know. I feel like this is always me. I feel like... Bec- no, 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 no. no, no. I, I like having those sort of conversations. No, but yeah. we just... So we can talk. It's, it's good to have on the podcast. Let's it's move a, on from like the crushing... It's a good thing you guys have a podcast. Yeah. To, to, we, to, to talk, good things. excuse to just come together and, and have a good yarn. It absolutely is. I think that's the reason that we do it. Yeah, I, I mean, really, the reason, I really enjoy like, it. like in, in in actuality, and listeners, you don't necessarily need to know this, but you do know it now. Like, yeah. podcast is just it, it, it's not successful in the slightest. But Sam and I just kind of use it as but an excuse to get together you, each week you and hang out like, and have a chat. Basically. You would have to like market it if you wanted it to be like successful. No, not necessarily. Well, I don't know. Mm. 
I feel like it could be. At, at, least, at least find better ways of getting it out to people rather I did, than just like ad- I'm saying, advertising it on wacky, Facebook. Like. Wacky sound effects, maybe release a whole podcast and you just reverse the speech. So it's like... We can do that. That wouldn't take too much of it. Um, I, did, just... I will say that we have spent money advertising the podcast. We did it once mm. on Facebook and I did see... I did see a jump. It, yeah. It, 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 was a jump. it was a jump, but it wasn't, it, jump. It, it was a jump, but it wasn't enough of a jump. It was a jump, but it wasn't enough of a jump for us to probably do it again. Mm. Yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah, so continue, just, a, just to round off that conversation. Listening. Uh, you know, death is coming for us all. Uh, <laughs> We're all get a haircut, get a real job. Um, uh, Cat Stevens' father and son is a song you should live by. Life is cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Find a girl. Settle down. <laughs> yeah. Just go um, listen to Cat Stevens. Oh man! <laughs> so homework movie. Now that we've now that we've just warmed yeah, into it, Jesus, we've kicked our toes. Jesus, <laughs> <the conversation. laughs> we've had a, just a little thirty minute district warm-up. district body horror district body horror yes. district nine district nine layers of fear. I'm glad we picked that. We, we picked this movie to do when we have a guest on because I know it's Peter's favorite movie, District Nine, and I wanted him to talk to someone but, about it. Someone who doesn't. But feel that's okay bit, because sick watching it. remember merchandising. Peter's going to get a shirt that says "I disagree." So it, you oh, two yes. agree is yes, fine completely. So District Nine. Okay, yeah. So just to set it up, District Nine is a movie that came out in like two thousand nine. I want to say two thousand nine. Yeah, something like that. It was uh, directed by Neil, Neil Blomkamp, Blomkamp, who um, is directing. A alien film that hasn't come out yet, which is in, in production oh, apparently. Stop. Yeah. Um, he directed Elysium, and he also directed Chappie. Uh, Chappie. Chappie with with your favorite band, De Antwerp. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Uh, the movie District Nine was produced by Peter Jackson, who made the Lord of the Rings films. If you don't know um, who Peter Jackson is, I mean, like, hey, he also made uh, what was it called, Brain Dead. You know, back when he, he made, did, yeah, back he, when he was awesome in the eighties, and he made really gnarly horror films. Yeah, Peter Jackson, yeah. pretty sweet, pretty, pretty cool guy. Um, so basically, the premise of the film is that it's an alien movie. Aliens have come to Earth, yeah, but they haven't gone to to New York or they've America gone to Johannesburg. Like doing, yeah, like they're doing every other movie, they, and they're they turned up in Johannesburg. And the movie opens explaining about the the first contact event. The ship just kind of showed up in Johannesburg and, and sort of it showed Stalled. up on planet Earth and came to a stop above Johannesburg and then sat there for three months. People just waiting to see what would happen. Would it be a bunch of alien invaders? Would it be a bunch of people um, coming to try and, and give us all this crazy technology and, and help planet Earth? Yeah. And after three months, they eventually decided that they were going to go up there and um, open up the ship and actually go and... Oh, that's... They didn't, they didn't know I, what was happening. Because I haven't... I've seen it, like, five times, but it's been, like, since 2009. Yeah. So, not recently. Yeah. Like, 2009 was eight years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, so they, they go and they make that. first no. contact, and what they discover on the ship is not a um, civilization of advanced beings. It's a bunch of refugees living in squalor. Yeah. Um, well, they actually... The, it, uh... I, the only thing I learned that I had forgotten the first time I, I watched it was that as the, com, the 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 part of the ship that's above them is not it's not a full ship as they come to realize it's a part of a ship 
I think they call it the command module, and all of the people that were supposed to be in charge, or the aliens are supposed to be in charge, have sort of mysteriously vanished. They assume that they died through illness or something like that. But the yeah, only like, guys that like are left when, are when the ship shows up on planet the workers, Earth, the workers, yeah, on, yeah, on the Earth, drones. the command, like the actual control command module, falls off. Yeah, um, yeah, and the only guys that are left are just these drones. Yeah, and the by the time yeah. humans get up there, they find the the ship in disarray, and it's only just the sort of drone. Um, worker aliens that are left. They're intelligent as well. It's just that they've been, and they do, they way. do have crazy advanced technology, like you know, crazy guns weapons and, 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 too, and they they are literally like the drones, the weakest sect of the presumed alien society. It yeah. seems so. They don't really use the guns. They're too, you know, malnourished and weak to. Do anything. anything. They're refugees. It's really, and, and, it's kind and, of and, a yeah, really good so, movie to have for Australians, well, isn't it? Well, well, I was thinking like it immediately like starts with that analogy to I think because it's based in South Africa apartheid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, sure. it's so, it so but also just just taking in refugees. I, I really like the idea. If that I could just finish oh, explaining yeah, yeah, what sort of happened. So yeah, they find all these aliens living in squalor and humans being all nice guy, happy people <laughs> decide they're going to take care of them and bring them back to the planet to the planet's surface and and help all these aliens and they start a refugee camp but because we're humans the real reason that we want to do that is we're sort of one worrying about their tech wanting their technology and two sort of thinking oh we better treat them right because they're aliens and what if mama comes what if, what aliens what if come? more show up <laughs> yeah yeah so then the actual movie is set like seven years after so and actually, oh no it's like 30 years after the 20 first, it's 20, 20 years yeah, 20 years after first contact um and the refugee camp has grown into almost a city in and of itself. It's a, it's a slum. It's a it's, proper slum with crime yeah. and gangs. Like something that happens has happened in Africa. Oh, yeah. Like actually has happened in Africa that these refugee camps all just balloon in size. Population gets out of control and it's just uh, oh, yeah. completely unsustainable. The metaphor is blatant. Yeah, from yeah. the start of the movie. It's just and so uh the company at, at the point the movie starts, the company that is in charge of um of taking care of the uh of the refugee camp is of course a like multinational arms company. MAU, it's actually yeah. called Multinational United. Yeah, well like it, it's the it's been outsourced, it's been outsourced to a private company rather than the government right. taking responsibility for it. Yeah. And uh, MNU has um, so that the slum is called District Nine, and MNU has built de- District Ten, even worse, which concentration um, camp, which is basically. basically a concentration camp, but they sell it as being um, it's they're upgrading all the shacks for all the aliens, and they're yeah. going to relocate them to outside the city because the the refugee camp has just exploded to be so big that people don't want to be living next to the, the humans aliens. of Johannesburg are like, oh, those gosh done dirty aliens prawns. they should go back home fucking prawns I don't know where they should go they should just go back home yeah. I like the fact that like they it's talk very... about the only way you know if you're a cynic the only way to um, for world peace is if we have find something bigger to hate and to therefore like unify us like in Watchmen when it was a giant squid monster exactly or when you when you hate <laughs> when you hate um, you know when, when, when you start off like Australians are now for instance, like Australians uh, would be like racist Australians are racist to other other people who are living in other countries or racist to Americans. But then Americans nah, used to hate nah, each other. Australians are still racist stuff. to people living in Australia. You just need to you just need to <laughs> give someone else 
like oh find out there's someone else there across the pond across the ocean yeah and then everybody on your bit of land will all unite suddenly because we've got a bigger pet like a bigger I feel, thing to I hate. feel like that's that's still not quite the case in Australia yet though like there was another yet another case in the AFL of a fan yelling out racist insults to an indigenous AFL player right but this they're, week they're like not to get into like the idea, like, the the mind of a racist Australian, like white Australian guy, but their whole idea is like that. We Australians for them is white Australians. It doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Make any anyway, sense. we don't need to get into that. Yeah. yeah well, I, yeah, I suppose like the point is that the movie is like that's yeah, definitely something you... they bring up as the whole idea. Like you know, like they, when they show you shots of people being racist towards the prawns, right, or saying they should go home. There's like a white guy and there's a black guy, and yeah. like, suddenly they're best friends. Um, you know, but yeah, because, don't. If if you're not if you're not exactly interested in like the political discourse as is, still watch still the cool. movie. It doesn't it doesn't um bash you over the head with it. It's no. just showing you images and you just interpret what you will. Yeah, like so we've, it, it's we've not, kind of we've kind of only yeah. just sort of explained the setup for the movie. What the movie is actually about is it's kind of it's shot in a, in a pseudo documentary style. Yeah. Um, where this just like middle management office worker called Vickers Vandermover, um, which he's he's like in charge of an of the operation to move all the aliens yeah. to District Ten, yeah. um, and he goes and he's in he's like going down on the ground. God damn it! Bump the mic. Going down on the ground. <laughs> he's going down on the ground. Um, the with mic. like all the MNU army dudes. Going and evicting all these yeah. aliens. And I love his character. Like, and, I hate and, his character, but the way he's done is so good. The and, way he and, does and circumstances conspire such that he gets this weird, like, alien juice sprayed into his eyes. Yeah. And it starts to... It begins to turn him into a... Prawn. Prawn. And that's where I just can't watch it anymore. Yeah. So, there is, like, yeah. Uh, it's not even a spoiler alert. Just, like, horror alert. There is a bit of... It's body horror. Body horror Definitely. in this. Because it is a man literally turning into a lobster alien. Yeah, they look... Like, I'm... You know, I understand they did this well. Like, the the, the aliens, they look really gross. And that's kind of important. Because movie... this whole idea of, like, you know... That's why everyone has this big, such visceral, kind of racist reaction to them. Is that they are... They just look weird. Yeah, they're, they they're not like the sort of nice-looking, Mass yeah. Effect uh, humanoid aliens. They're, like, more like humanoid bug crustacean things and it's kind of okay with to see like them. 10 mandrels coming out of their face and four arms and but when a guy is turning into one like this bit where it's like underneath his skin and it's like coming out and he's like he like pulls off his finger you know like you know so for some people eyes oh, yeah. are, yeah. eyes are a big thing like oh, seeing yeah. something a needle go into an eye or something like that like on a medical show like freaks my girlfriend out she can't handle eyes at all she can't handle even looking at like if I've got grit in my eyes she can't look at it to yeah. see where it is but for me, those fingernails, I think, was it. Him pulling off his fingernails. The fingernail scene ah. is very disturbing. Yes. God, and, uh, yeah, and his teeth and his, his everything. His eye at the end. Yeah. Um, it just gets but him. But it man. follows his, like, his journey from... The bit where he, like, pulls off his flesh. Yeah, it, it follows his journey from, like, office worker. See, I always, like... I really like this film, but I always, like... I, I really don't like that... Um, as in, it's not nice to see. It's not that like I don't like it. As in, I, de- I, I definitely but, don't. But like I don't. I don't. I don't like that storyline where you have a guy who's got like everything. He's got the wife. He's got the good job. Yeah. His father-in-law is actually like the head of MNU. 
So, like, he's got the good contacts. Everything's but, going but well I mean, for him. That, that's, that's kind of one of the other things with this job, with this movie is that, like, he he has the wife and stuff, but he... he has I mean, nothing. He, like, really... He's a, he's a bit incompetent in his job. He's got no real respect for his boss. And like, I think he's actually he's, quite he's just sort of like a, a meek, a meek, mild mannered office manager. Yeah, he, he, he definitely like this is a story of him growing a spine and and getting some more identity and stuff. But in terms yeah, of, like, he is like, great at his job. He's like very meek and like you know very office grown. But isn't he isn't he incredible at his he's, job? He's like he's doing he's, stuff every time he goes to District Nine. He although he's I, I I don't know if "meek" the right word because although he looks really like tiny and he's really like grubby about the rules and things, um, yeah, I he's sp- not very I suppose, afraid. He's, he's uh, yeah, he's, I, sp- I suppose for a guy who is going in and dealing with yeah. aliens that could just eat his face off basically and just kill him at the drop of a hat, like, he's very he's very yeah he's a bit fearless. fearless See, that's that? the other thing that we haven't mentioned yet is that these aliens they are weak and malnourished, but they're also they're a bit weird superior biological beings in that they yeah they're superior physically they humans. they like at one point they kick a guard and i think like they, they kick him basically like a kangaroo or a horse would just yeah like they, they have give the it to strength full to board, just pull people and apart. they pull and they like there they pull his arm off with like just a and kick. armored yeah and um, they have like a that. an exoskeleton i thought you were going to mention the fact chitin. that they what i like about this movie is that um it's definitely not a whole like pocahontas kind of thing or where like um, everything, every sort of bad thing that humans have against the prawns is like just in their heads, and really we're all just one peace and love, happy family. This is this is slight, they make the it slightly more complicated because they different. are different. Yeah, they are legitimately they, they do think differently. They clearly are a bit more um, like primal in the way that they and do they, things, and they are dangerous. You know, they have yeah. these crazy weapons, which like you know. Without like spoiling it too much, later in the film, our dear hero, played by Charlotte Copley, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. Um, he gets his hands, but well, literally, his hand, one of his hands, turns into like a prawn hand, and the weaponry used by the prawns cannot be be used by anything oh. other than one of them. Oh, that's the scene. I yeah. So that. it's that's like the scene that kills it, me. It's a biological like scanner. So unless if a human hand tries to press the trigger, nothing happens. But he finds out that he can use their weaponry and long story short, it's like, here's a bunch of crazy laser beams that turn people into liquid. Yeah. But that that's the scene where <laughs> like he's Like they're testing, actually pretty dangerous. Where he's testing those weapons. On like that's the scene subjects. where I like think to myself every time, why don't I watch this again? <laughs> this is not, uh, this is not pleasant. It's, it's a rough movie, but it's really, it's really well produced. The CG looks great. For like a movie with, it, it it does have like a movie villain in the end who is kind of paper thin, but that doesn't re- that really doesn't it, matter. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't matter because there are so there many, are so many, so many simply so many hate cool things about this world, movie. Like, yeah, like one of the other things that I really really like about this movie is just the special effects and the aesthetic of the yeah. technology. It does the thing that Neil Blomkamp does with his um, special effects and like weapon design and like gadget design for all his movies where it's like that that really industrial yeah feeling um yeah technology I mean, he doesn't let me 
doesn't the mech suit look fantastic? Yeah, like it's stuff. It's not a bunch of stuff that looks really sort of futuristic in space age. White. It's like it's like stuff that looks like old computers from the eighties. Yeah. Of that are like the just sort of just together, the, just the beige box and a bunch of circuitry. Yeah. And it's something that he does really, really well in Elysium and in Chappie as well. Oh yeah. Just the the way that he's done the special effects and the design in Elysium. It's, it, um, it's I think that's my favorite instance of that actually. Just like the way. That they do there's um it's it's so realistic you know when if, he, if his movies are set in a slum the technology is not going to be shiny. all of his it's movies are be, set in slums it's going to be that sort of like cobbled together bastardized version of yeah, something it, that we never see like that like almost, it's, it's like that sort of it's almost cyberpunk but it's it's like i don't know yeah techno and they put in like it, it, it's, it's, it's all it's all just like yeah it's all just like circuitry and metal like bare metal and yeah. it's not just like like a look looks like an omelon weapon from from destiny or like just futuristic space like star wars weapons and stuff it's yeah. it's much more sort of gritty yeah, and, I guess like, and real I feeling it's you the know? same thing it's just secondhand reclaimed technology like um i i look at it the same way as like you know um how in pretty poor places or pretty remote places you see trash sort of just floated along because you know we throw trash everywhere floats along and is used for something it that that's the key for me i, I was in a place where um in, in you know in fiji where um the thing the funnel that was used to get fuel into your car was a plastic bottle that had been cut in half yeah and that was the used as a funnel, and it's that, and I I extend that all the way to the stuff I see in like Elysium or or this movie. It's the, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, um, you know, that plastic's great. It was invented. It's fantastic technology, and there's here's like the grubby, repurposed version of it. Yeah, and it's that, a great that, aesthetic, and, and that's the thing that I like the most about Neil Blomkamp's films. Um, I think of all the films that he's released, this is the District Nine was the sort of first big one. It, I mean, it was his first feature-length film, and it was the one that um, I think it was the, his most successfully pulled off one. Um, like the, the, story in, the story in, yeah. in Elysium is just kind of bad and gets really cartoony towards the end. Chappie, I really enjoyed, but <laughs> yeah. also, Chappie, but also wanted, has problems. I wanted to enjoy um, more, but yeah, it had its problems. It was his, yeah. it was his pet movie, definitely, Chappie, as well. He'd been wanting to get... But, originally, but like, Ninja, the interesting, craziest thing... We, is we Ninja, have a soft spot for Deantwood. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja <laughs> from Deantwood was meant to be Matt Damon's character in Elysium. Yeah. And then, he, and then he pulled out. How much of a different movie would it have been? If he played that character. I will fuck you up, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> With his mech suit. Like, he would be more crazy than the actual... The he, guy who's he, meant to be the he villain. Would, he would yeah. be insane. Charlotte Copley is, is the yeah, villain. Yeah, Copley plays the great villain. By the oh, way. Uh, yeah. If you so don't know, different. If you don't know Charlotte Copley, I just thought of a good movie if people don't recognise the name. He is... um, And I know it's it's a fun film. It's not a great film. He is... um, He plays Murdoch in the new A-Team. Oh. That... that more mm. modern A Team remake they did, and he's yeah. different in that. Too. He's Murdoch. He's like the pilot. So if you haven't been sure who we're talking about, and you watch that, I think a lot of people. He, he, st- he also stars in this really shitty Sony made TV, sh- like comic book <laughs> TV show called Powers, which is about like superheroes existing, but he plays this superhero that lost his powers and is now like a gritty detective. And he's, <laughs> he's really bad. <laughs> Yeah, so District 9, yeah, real District good. Nine. Don't um, watch it if you are all squirmish about body horror or surgical horror. 
Yeah. Because it's got both of those. There is a scene involving a knife and an arm. Yeah. And it's For me, it's those scenes where he gets pulled in after he goes to the doctor. Yeah. Where it's just like all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't didn't complete my thought earlier. That was the thing. It's like, you know, he's got the successful life and the job and the wife and all that. And like the storyline is him losing all of that. Yeah. And like that happens in a few films. And I always feel so bad for the character. I'm like, oh, he had it all. I mean, yeah, he was meek and it wasn't quite working, but... The wife does. Come on. Yeah. You know? He had his, he had his own, he, he had his his own wife, little kingdom, and, his own and, yes, little castle. And yeah. a man's, man's house is his castle. Yeah. Let's bring but, it back um, to Australia. Let's bring they, it back to the, I mean, the wife thing is good. They clearly love each and other. His wife's love right? She, yeah. yeah, she... She seems pretty pretty nice. She's just got a crazy fucking dad who tells her that figures got this way by having excessive sexual relations with prawns. Yeah. Yeah. Which Any, is, anyway, yeah. I think that's a good place to leave it. For yeah. Discussion. And we didn't even spoil De- it. Definitely, much. definitely no. go and watch it. Um, Sam, how long are we recording for? About Fifty-two minutes. It's pretty okay. good. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna finish up by very briefly, I think, talking about Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Um, because Chris and I went and saw that during the week. Sam hasn't anime, seen it yet. Sam's seen while. the anime. Chris has seen the anime. I have not seen the anime. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, we've got we've got like. Every, every every different answer. yeah we yeah. got movie to my left I'm in the middle having watched both and you're on the right I didn't see the movie because I didn't watch watched wow awesome yeah, yeah. so do you, do you want to just quickly describe the gist of the film of the film yeah okay um so Ghost in the Shell is this recent film as of this podcast release date sorry I just bumped the mic listeners at home <laughs> um so as of the film's release date which, if you're listening in the future, is going to be a little confusing, but you can look it up. Um, yeah. Ghost in the Shell is a film directed by I Can't Remember, because I didn't pay attention to that, but it stars Scarlett Johansson as... Mm. I paid attention to that. As, um, well, because she's a big name, so you'll, playing, you'll, you'll recognize her. Um, I'm just playing half the people that watch that movie. As a character called The Major, and it's basically adapted from this very... Famous, uh, very well acclaimed, um, muchly loved uh, anime. Well, it's a manga series that was turned into a film in 1995 called Ghost in the Shell. And then it spawned, I believe, two seasons of a TV show or two different TV shows. I can't remember. I'm sorry, diehard fans. I haven't actually seen anything past the 1995 film. And then there's another film as well in the Ghost in the Shell franchise i guess as it is yeah and basically it follows yeah so we haven't watched anything apart from the 1995 film which this scarlett johansson vehicle is based off of and it basically follows this um it's set in the future like 2030 something i believe and humanity has reached this point where um augmentation as in uh making yourself better through Attaching, you know, cybernetics and yeah. metallic Ro- robot parts arms and, and robot arms, and robot stuff. eyes. So basically, it's people... like it's basically if you've ever played the Deus Ex games. Yeah, like Deus Ex, like very cyberpunk. So basically, it's um, you can augment your brain to make you smarter. You can augment your eyes to see you. You can see further. Augment your ears. You can hear more. You can uh, augment your liver so that you can break down alcohol instantly and keep knocking them back. Like there's there's a way for humans to improve themselves in every conceivable manner. And so we basically start our story where humanity has achieved this, um, yeah, this new, this like fourth industrial revolution sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Hum- like the movie sort of starts with 
humanity has gotten to this point finally where they can create an entire body. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so and it breaks down and preserve. ghosts in the shell and, and where the name comes yeah, from. So yeah, I'll explain, so I'll explain where the name comes from. So it's called Ghost in the Shell because humanity has now reached this point, as Peter says, where you can make a whole body. And if a person dies in, say, a car accident or something and their brain is still intact, um, you can take their brain and put it in this entirely cybernetic body. So that's where this name Ghost in the Shell comes from, is that your brain is the only part of your body that is actually you. It's the only part that your is actually... Your brain and your mind. Yeah, and your yeah. soul. Your so soul. it's your ghost, is referring to your brain, is in the shell, which is your body. And um, it's based off of... Um, well, the the both the film and the anime and the franchise, I suppose, are all very philosophical. The movie less so, but I guess we'll get into that I know, should. as we do. But... Um, it, it's based around this idea, kind of that you know that paradox of like Theseus's ship. So there's this paradox called Theseus's ship that I think Plato or someone talked about, where basically there's a ship um, made of wood and it gets damaged and they repair it. It gets damaged again, they repair it and they repair it and re- they repair it, and it basically gets to the point where the ship, Theseus's ship, is made up of parts of every other ship. Can you still say that it is Theseus's itself? Ship. Yeah. Can you still say that it is Theseus's ship, even though it no longer contains any aspect of the original wood, of the original make? And that's what this film is talking about. Um, it's talking about, or, or I guess the the idea of Ghost in the Shell is about what is humanity and how do we measure, how do we quantify what a person is and what life is and what yeah. you know we are made of. And, and, um, I, and I'll just quickly make the comment that I feel feel like that might have been the general aim for the film but that never really comes yeah, across yeah but i'm just like in general terms that's what ghost in the shell is about yeah. and it's a very like the the anime is a lot more drives that philosophical point a lot harder it's basically is a person still a person if their brain is the only thing that's real about yeah, or them? if if what they think is the only thing that ties them to their humanity and they have a brief sort of the 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 old movie also sort of towards the idea of you know even like set the the brain and the soul and that like the uh, this concept that is there something else that we're not sure of like that that's yeah. what it's really talking about is not just not if you transfer in the brain does it also transfer your your soul is there is there something other than that ties you your to body you. that is you yeah scientifically even. um and so not so much like you know, both, both in the film and the anime, um, and this character is played by Scarlett Johansson, we follow the Major, whose real name is Motoko Kusanagi. Hopefully I did that right, Japanese. Um, and she is um, part of this elite government agency uh, designed to hunt down terrorism and uh, treason, you know, within the, um, the, the main government of the world, which is based in, like, Neo-Tokyo, you know, future there's now this giant mega yeah. city um it's kind of like a blade runner type city yeah so kind of like blade runner so she's part of section nine and she's like the leader of the ground forces of section nine so she roots out you know terrorism and, and unwanted and gets rid of them she's using her yeah she's very bad about us very strong female character um just a great character she's in general. invisible 
Yeah, she she's got skin that can turn her invisible, um, which is interesting in the film adaptation because they decide to use a suit because in the anime she's just naked all the time, which you wouldn't yeah. want on screen. I mean, you would want that on screen. Well, yeah, but I feel like but Scarlett Johansson would have to deal with that. It's not Game of Thrones. Yeah. You would have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, that's have... I cannot imagine that it's not the case that half the people went to this movie because they knew. Scarlett Johansson was going to be in tight. It was was going to be in a skin it's tight suit. It's like a suit. skin tight suit, yeah. and and then this this means that I have to ask this question to you guys who saw it. For all those guys out there, was there Scarlett Johansson in a skin tight suit? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to, she may she may as well be naked. But there's no discernible. I think that's what they're all waiting. There's to no hear. nipples. There's she no may nipples. as well be naked. Okay, we've just sent like, um, half of the people who wanted it who wanted yeah. to know whether they should see it. So and basically, the story is, you know, she um, is hunting down a very dangerous person and begins to question, like this, you know, very abridged. She begins to question whether she's actually human or not. Yeah, like she yeah. knows the entire time that she is a that she is a robot, but that she well, she's was a person. Uh, yeah, but she yeah that she has all these experiences and um, is was a human. That got put into a robot body, and she rips her fucking arms off at one point. Yeah, trying to fight a tank. In the movie, uh, it does, it does, but no. it's different. It's the movie changes it. It's like so. Body I don't, I don't know. Um, so, so, sort of from my perspective, I think both of I can, both of us can kind of agree that it's not an amazing film. It's not um, an amazing yeah. film, but it's it, it's a very fantastic looking one. Yeah, it's a- aesthetically it looks really cool. They have well, that's something they, they, they like e- well as well. in between every major scene they show yeah. us they show like all these like cityscapes of Neo Tokyo with like crazy yeah. like virtual reality billboards and all this kind of stuff. Fifth element. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. very bold, it's like interesting space, space city based cinematography. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, They've built the world very well. Um, and just kind of how all the scenes are like if you watch the trailer you get a really good idea of sort of the uh, like aesthetic that the film is going for and I think actually the trailers for this film are very well done like the initial reveal trailer I think was very well done even if the film kind of doesn't really live up to the sort of promise of what that trailer was trying to say about what the movie would actually be like the real the real falling down point for the film is in the actual story and the and the what it tries to convey, like the uh, from what you've told me about the anime and stuff, it's trying to convey a lot more complex um, philosophical story about yeah. what makes people human. Whereas in the film, it's a much more straightforward, simplified. Yeah. Um, there is a there is a concrete villain, and like yeah, the film there is a boss fight at the end. And I, yeah, the way I described it to Peter is because I recently rewatched the anime. I've watched it I don't know, a few times. Um, by the way, if you're not into anime. I still would recommend if you've seen this film to go and watch the 1995 version because there are some scenes that in the film, to its credit, they did shot for shot and look this, the exact same as the anime. And Apparently Bardo looks... Bardo, Bardo, Bardo? Is, Bardo is really well done. No oh. complaints about him. He is he is pretty much on point. His character's a little more gruff in the anime, but he's 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 a bro he's he's done it's really well he's driving down his his costuming is done really well he's got like these crazy cybernetic eyes yeah. and they, they they transfer those well onto the screen um but 
the thing they did for this film is I think because uh, films adapted from anime haven't done so crash hot in the past, like Dragon Ball Evolution. And oh, Jesus Christ. What else? <laughs> what other? Avatar. Avatar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So these. Avatar The Last Airbender. Who thought yeah, that was a good Avatar one? The Last Airbender. They have not done very well on the big screen. And I think what they did with Ghost in the Shell is they were having another stab at it. And they decided to make what is a very sort of complex, thought-provoking story about very sort of philosophical, um, you know, theological ideas. They they tried to they turned that into a much more um, normal Hollywood storyline. Yeah, to I make it more they, palatable. They, they, they tried to, the to make it a bit too broad. They made it. Um, you know, they added in, it, it, it's kind of like a shitty Jason Bourne film or something like that. But I, I, it's not quite, but it's like, not, it's not there's quite a villain, that, there's right. a government conspiracy, there's bad guys, there's, you know, romance, drama, like, it's it's more of the classic yeah. Hollywood, you know, storyline. Yeah, Whereas formula. from what you've told me, the anime has a lot more long extended exposition dialogue scenes, yeah. which... Something that might not translate as well to film, but I think actually there are examples in in film of when this sort of thing, uh, where people are sort of just exposing, like uh, sort of delivering almost a soliloquy about particular ideas, in this case, what makes people human. I think that could have actually been done really well and would have made a far more interesting film. Um, A really good example of that is a lot of Tarantino's films and uh, Kill Bill Volume 2, there's a really good scene right at the end when the bride is about to fight um, Bill, where they where they have this big philosophical discussion, which is which yeah. is done really well. And what what the thing that I think Tarantino does so well in all his films is the just dialogue between characters. Yeah. Um, and I think there's also examples of where the sort of themes of AI and what makes people human and can we create artificial intelligence and that sort of thing. That has been done well fairly recently, oh, actually. Yeah. And uh, a good sort of... Uh, a far better this type of film um, was Ex Machina. Yeah. Which was like last year or the year before. Yeah. But that was more about creating a consciousness from nothing. And that was based but, That was based on... Yeah. yeah. They used like the me. Turing test as like the vehicle yeah. for that. Same yeah. Thing. I feel like it's still going very much for the same yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Is what, there, what, what this movie was going well, for. Well, I think... That's I, a very more, much more... I think it's a better way to do it. Yeah, the next marketing going that way, creating, some, trying to create a, a, a human because that that asks the question that gets people asking the question way better. Like, okay, if you uh, the brain's a very complex sort of computer. If we were able to create a computer that complex, would it be a human? Are we missing something? You know, like if you were to three D print a person, would you have a proper person? Yeah. Mm. I think um, one thing we should say before we get into like the super nitty gritty is this film has its like the 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 modern film, not the original Ghost in the Shell. The the film adaptation has its flaws in that it has tried to be more palatable to the audience um, because Japanese direction is just anime direction is just very different to Hollywood direction. Obviously, Hollywood has its own style, um, but I think and I've talked about this with other people before is. I think it's interesting just to give this movie a chance, see how it goes, because it's better. It's much better than other anime adapt- adaptations we have before. Like um, it's better than you Dragon Ball. Th- and, it's and better Avatar. than you. It's like, much better choice. You, you listener. There's been lots of reviews about this film. There's been news stories about how it's pretty, lost hundreds of millions ones. of dollars, uh, and it's got a pretty negative reception. 
But it is, it's better than you think. I, I think Rotten Tomatoes really? is like, they gave it like a 46%, but I think that's indicative of like diehard fans yeah. who don't really understand what, like they might understand Ghost in the Shell, but they don't really understand or, no, that's a blanket statement, but whatever. I'll go with a blanket statement. Like they may not be fully appreciating what it means. Because to me, I think this film is not great, but it could be a good vehicle for which we can actually see more films like it in the future more bolder filmmaking you know it's a way getting it, getting more anime or not just even japanese but different cultures of film onto the hollywood screen so that audiences can kind of see something different this made, this was a, such a better choice to adapt from an anime to a movie or some of the other ones like how could you like this compared to avatar if you have those two on the table we're going to adapt one to live action you know like you there's no world where you pick something like Avatar or Dragon Ball Z. There's too much random I mean, like, I mean, plasma I think, lights going on and people floating around. And Dragon Ball Z is just shit. a bad... Right, whereas bad. this one, this, this is more of a human kind of story. It's it, got it, a more grounded It's very reminiscent of, like, yeah, like Fifth he Element said, like, yeah. Or, or something like that. Ex Machina and other sci-fi yeah. films. It is, it, it's a bit more of a self-contained thing, whereas Avatar, The Last Day of Bender, that was like a three-series yeah. show. Um, oh also, yeah, as well. Like that. So trying to condense some sort of story in that world yeah. that is going to be appealing to the fans, but then is also not overly simplified and like that. That is kind of difficult. I feel. And what yeah. I really think this is all moving towards, so all building up to, is that uh, the next movie I think they should adapt is clearly Butt Wars, or maybe maybe something along those lines. That's an anime <laughs> genre we haven't or, tapped uh, into. Food, 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 food Wars, maybe wars. something like that. Uh, Naruto, Bleach, One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> What's the get bas- Luffy on the big What's screen. the basketball one? Kuroko de Basket. That would be a good one, actually. Kuroko de Basket is an actual good anime. I'm talking more about. I'm just give, making a terrible Give anime a chance, guys. Give anime a chance. Yeah, one, like one Punch Man. Oh, uh, people have watched anime. Like, people reckon they don't watch anime, but you've watched Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z. Like, that's, they're, that's they're anime. They're anime. made by the Japanese. Um, now you can just go watch the anime. I think there was a bit of a stink. I know we don't want to get too, like, political. There was a bit of a stink as well. Perhaps some of the reason for the oh, bad man. reviews is, like, the idea, this idea of it was potentially whitewashed. whitewashed yeah. Because Scar- ScarJo oh. is at the helm. But people who say that, not to, like you know, be a dick about it at all, but you don't understand. I don't think people understood what they were talking about. I don't Um, really, I didn't really get the strong impression that there was a particular ethnicity being implied in the actual movie. In the actual movie, there's a lot of Japanese characters. There's a lot of like, it's sort of like meant to be Neo Tokyo worldwide sort of thing. There's like, there's white dudes, there's, there's Asian people, there's black people. Like it's, all cultures in this one but sort of the biggest, and the that's biggest... the point of the, of the actual anime as well like the there are a lot of the male characters in the anime have, have like have very western features yeah that's the thing is like, the Japanese often base their characters on western features and like more importantly her name is the major like she's got the name of Motoko Kusanagi which is of course a Japanese name but the whole premise of the entire franchise yeah. is that it is not her body so it could be Scarlett Johansson in a Japanese person's body because that's the whole fucking point yeah. is that she is not who she originally was. That's so it's not whitewashing because not only is the character not, it's never, it's never stated that she's Japanese. It is never explicitly stated. The whole point is that it can be someone else's body. It could have been anyone playing that character and it would still make sense. Yeah. It is a cybernetic body 
And I know um, the greater issue is that Hollywood doesn't give roles to more foreign actors in leading roles. But I think, like, if this film does well, which, you know, unfortunately it hasn't, but, but if we can see that films from other cultures can do well, then I think that actually may open up the door for us to see more diverse and interesting actors rather than the fucking yeah. slew of them that we have right now that are just repeated yeah, forever yeah. and ever. But yeah, I think, I think that actually, may I think be- part of the, like the whitewashing debate is, is legitimate and does have some basis, but I think you really need to understand the source material because that frustrates me when people talk about it and they don't actually know what Ghost in the Shell is. Yeah. And, but yes, I know, I know. She is a Western actor and it's a Japanese adaptation. But like some of the, I mean, some of it goes to, 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 like, people take that to weird places. When I went, when we did the episode on, when I talked about Miss Peregrine's home for, for peculiar, peculiar children, children, which I always fuck up, um, and I fucked up several times <laughs> on the episode, I like, after Peregrine's that, Pepper picked a... Piper, yeah, Pepper, Peppers. <laughs> I had a look. Xavier's school, it, like, I had a look, uh online about it and there was a, there was a big thing about how they were talking about how um tim burton m- must be racist because all of the kids in the home are white when it's based on a book where the home that they're in it, it's all kids who were from that world that world war two period just before the bombings and so, like, they were, that's that's their little home. Their loop is underneath where a bomb falls on the house mm. in England. Like, they're all in, they're white. <laughs> what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. And like, there was a big, there was actually a really big, so you knew, like, backlash against Tim Burton, where they're like, you know, like huge heaps of Hollywood, uh, like tabloid and stuff headlines being Tim Burton racist. <laughs> Yeah, but oh well, I suppose that's a debate for the longer yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, 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 I don't know. It's a debate for another time. But yeah, I, I think. I, I think guess I'm just saying that's another instance where context is like source material is key. Like, if it makes sense, if you're just being faithful to the source material. Yeah, no, so yeah. I think yeah. Ghost so, in the Shell was good. And, yeah, uh, it, it check, had. Check it out. I think I think that's probably a pretty good place to, yeah. to leave it. We've been recording for, for long enough. Um, it's such so, a big all of our like we, yeah. there's three of us with three different opinions that all all I'd like to hear especially mine and um, <laughs> and it's tough to fit that into a normal time slot yeah yeah um, so so thank you Chris for for coming on the podcast this week we don't get any opportunity you're not back yeah. in Brisbane all that often so it's it's great to have you on one day we might um, have you on um, as a guest maybe on a, on a, on a two-person podcast so you can get it more of a relaxed thing you guys you guys can hear a little bit more what chris thinks about stuff oh one of you will be on yeah that. we can get oh you man no with, we can't with do that. or me or something like we that. did that one time didn't we it was a beer with chris and peter sam had to go do something uh, no, no it was like one time when we were, when we were recording you, with you for the movie end of the year movie podcast last year yeah. i like stepped out of the room and it was just That's like right. five seconds or something is our podcast sam and chris yeah um anyway homework movie for next week we're gonna watch we're gonna watch homesman. we're gonna watch the homesman which is a movie on netflix that's been on my to watch list purely because i get suggested a lot of westerns because i like westerns um so I, and I, I finally got around to watching it and it is what it was not at all i expected and i needed to make a homework movie so i could i just it was a movie where don't get me wrong it's good but it's just a movie where i need to talk to someone about it that's why it's on our homework list it yep. is i will give you a guys a warning though it is really 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 bleak 
It's a really well-made movie. Tommy Lee Jones is in it. He does a really good job. There's no hope in this film. Okay. <laughs> so just so you know, there's no hope in this film. Yeah. So so watch The Homeson for next week. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on yep. Facebook. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. Um, podcast is on iTunes, which is where you should probably be getting it from. Where are you at, Chris? Yeah, Chris, do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> uh, uh, just watch the podcast. I listen to it. It's good. Oh, go watch. Um, go watch. Go watch the anime version of the Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, expand your horizons if you're not that into anime. Um, yeah. It has. It's a lot. It's it's different, but it's good. It's a yeah. lot longer. It's a lot more dialogue heavy, but it's good. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening. And we're, we're so out. Much. We're done. We're done. Bye. 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 Bye.